4: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
5: It is just marvelous. I, I, I needed a good scandal. What a perfect way to begin 2018. Now I don't even know if I believe most of this. And I haven't even read the whole thing, but this is the, the story everyone will be yapping about. And uh, everyone's going to have diarrhea of the mouth talking about this patriot drama. Uh, which popped up on the, the interweb. And uh, the story was supposed to come out in the morning on Friday. I guess technically it is in the morning, but it was supposed to come out early, uh, a few hours from now, but the uh, story got leaked. And uh, and we know the Patriots, last I checked, aren't playing on wild card weekend. They don't typically play on wild card weekend. But they uh, they are the the focus of much of the chatter in the the echo chamber of sports conversation here. Now, if you have not, been up on this, and I, I, maybe you've been doing some other stuff. I don't know. You actually have a life. You have a job, things like that, but you might have missed it, but this is all about a, a power struggle. The, the struggle is real. The struggle is real, especially if you believe these internet stories. Now, the, the power struggle in Foxborough between Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and Robert Kraft, and so I wanted to, to talk about this uh, in short, and again, I haven't I haven't gone over this in with a fine-tooth comb, because you know we have a team, a staff of people that read everything over and over and over again. We don't just rush into anything because that would be wrong. I
6: think I've covered it
5: exactly, exactly. So, so this back and forth, the the tug, the pull, if you will, between Belichick, Brady, and Kraft, and we'll get into it. But in short, the the issue is the the kerfuffle is who. Gets the glory, perfect, right? This, this seems like it's like a cookie cutter, a cliche, hack Hollywood script. If I went to, if they still make movies, man, they pretty much just make new Star Wars movies. That's pretty much all they do. They just, they just uh, change a few characters around, and voila, here you go. But if they still made like new movies, you just say, well, okay, here's what we're gonna do: uh, three guys, all they want the glory, they want, the, you know, they got the machismo, the whole thing. Uh, and who gets the most credit now? The uh, entertainment and sports network uh, again. They dropped this story tonight. It was supposed to come down in a few hours. They released it early. Uh, the, the The Patriots boldly, if you if you look at their recent run here, and they've been doing this for almost twenty years. Uh, but the, the claim in this this internet story is the rift is so severe. How severe is it? It's so jacked up that. The Patriots. Some of the people around the team feel like they're going to hit that button when we, you know, like when Weed Man Hippie calls the show, and then when usually after about a minute, and we get tired of him, and then there's a button, and Danny G hits the button, and then there's dynamite, and then boom, yeah. That's it's kind of like that, and and so that that, the end is near. Oh my God, the panic, panic is in the air everywhere. Uh, Now, in addition. Supposedly, according to this, the uh, the trade of Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G, and I uh, just did a show this week uh, on the radio in Boston about the fact that there's Jimmy G derangement syndrome among Patriot fans who are convinced they have traded Jesus Christ to the 49ers and uh, are freaking out about that. But the, the, this, this angle claims that Tom Brady, Tom Brady went to his BFF Bob Kraft. And essentially, strong armed Bill Belichick, uh, crafted uh, to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, again, without having gone through all of this, uh, my knee jerk reaction is uh, some creative writing, right? Good creative writing mixed with embellishment and some really nice Hollywood like stretches. All right. So, nevertheless, let's, for the purposes of radio, because why not? Uh, that's what we do here. Plausibly, toss-up question. Now you know where I'm going. This is this is again much like much of the stuff we do here. This is not this is not that deep. But the toss-up question. If this was true, and I am I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical, but if this was true, given the ultimatum, all right, you're Robert Kraft, you keep Bill Belichick, you keep Tom Brady. Who are you gonna keep? Now the easy answer is which happens to be the right answer, is Bill Belichick. I think we're on the same page on that. I think we're on the same page. Now, my perspective on this, you've got ageism, you've got reality, and then in addition to that, uh, you've got this bizarro bizarro sidebar world. And you've also got no hobbies as well. So I'll I'll link all these things. Uh, Together here on Fox Sports Radio. But A, uh, uh, Tom Brady could win the MVP. It seems like it's a two-horse race in the NFL if you care about such things. My point has always been, if I ask you to name like the NFL MVP in, I don't know, 1997, could you do it? Most people can't. And if you can do it, I kind of wonder what what other things you've got going on. But anyway, uh, Tom Brady could very well be the MVP. It's him and, and Todd Gurley, number 30, from the L.A. Rams. You can ram it all day. You can ram it all night. Those are the favorites to win the MVP. But in the long run, because we're always worried about three years from now as sports fans as opposed to you know the, uh, the here and now, in the long run, this is a losing proposition. Is that a fair statement to make? Uh, you can have your muscle pliability. You can have your therapeutic pajamas, check. You can drink 25 glasses of water a day, and it's not going to keep the you-know-what from hitting you in the face eventually. right? You're going to downgrade your performance. Tom Brady will be 41 next season, and he says he wants to play. He said this on the radio in Boston. He said this elsewhere. He wants to play till he's 45. So that means that's, what, four more years of Tom Brady, at quarterback, but that's what he wants. You know, you don't always get what you want in life, right? You don't always get. You know that, right? You're probably working a job right now. You didn't think oh, that's not what I really want. I didn't get what I really want. So, what's the the sell by date? Now, some said this year was the sell by date, and it hadn't been this year, at least not yet for for Tom Brady. But is he going to keep dominating when he's 42, 43, 44? If he makes it to playing football at forty-five. The word is unlikely. I mean, there there is ageism, but there is ageism for a reason in the NFL, and the reason is the the past results, which don't always guarantee future results. We often point point that out, but the history of older quarterbacks in the NFL, and even like the one of the last the last couple, you had Peyton Manning, uh, and you also had Brett Favre within the last decade, and both those guys went from from uh, you know, 75, 80 miles an hour to about 10 miles an hour. Uh, you had Pey- Peyton Manning went from you know noodle arm after he left the Geyer Clinic in Indianapolis. He was throwing throwing lasers all over the place, and then he just completely fell apart. And Brett Favre, in many respects, the same thing happened to him. His final final run with the Vikings there uh, did not go well. And even this season, if you look and you want to you know pull out the microscope and analyze Tom Brady. Uh, he has regressed as the season has gone on. Now, my friends who are diehard Patriot fans tell me, "Hey, stupid! It's cold. It's the, the quarterbacks in cold weather don't play as well late in the year." But th- there's also a game in Miami. Last I checked, not cold, not cold. But over the last five games, Tom Brady has seen a dramatic decrease in throwing the deep pass. It's it's shocking. His uh, his numbers on passes of 20-plus of air yards are terrible. In the final five games in general, Tom Brady had a quarterback rating of 81, and he had six touchdowns and five interceptions to close out the year. He was just a, another guy to close out the year. Now, the second part is the, the part of the, the Patriot soap opera that is fairy tale versus reality is this – Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick dynamic. Like, you have to figure this out. Like, I get the whole Tom Brady angle. That's totally plausible. It's totally believable that they have this amazing relationship and all that. But Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, it's a weird deal. And there's a lot of anecdotal evidence. Uh, Bill Belichick very rarely goes over the top praising anyone. He is, uh, when it comes to praising players, regularly a douche uh, when in this area. But he loved Jimmy Garoppolo. And he praised Jimmy Garoppolo up and down and all around. right? And so the idea that Robert Kraft ordered Garoppolo to be traded because of some satanic uh, conspiracy with Tom Brady, uh, you, know, you, you can connect dots that are not there. But if that is the case, the 49ers were clearly the benefactor here because Bill Belichick, if you want to play out the satanic conspiracy, Bill Belichick essentially is like, all right, you want me to trade him? All right, I'll trade him. Right, pennies on the dollar. It's like, I'll get, I'll, get you, I'll get you you, know, a couple of bags of beans. Uh, there you go. But they're, they're San Francisco Bay Area beans, so they're pretty good. They're pretty good. And, and then you, you keep Belichick, though. Because coaches have a longer shelf life, they they do. They have a longer hell. Look at the Tennessee Titans who are playing on Wildcard Weekend. Their coaching staff was around when Jesus was born. Uh, the the um, Dick LeBeau was there. He was a witness to it. It was amazing. Uh, and so, but Bill Belichick is. We we think he's not past his expiration I think that'd be fair to say they have the number one seed in the AFC. He's okay, six, thank you. He's sixty five years old. Right? He's 65 years old, and Belichick could coach. Let's be realistic here because we're very realistic. Let's say he wants to – he don't want to get to 70, but he wants to get close. So that's 68, 69. So that's three or four more years. And then you can transition to an ambassador role and all that and groom. Now, my, my, my theory has been that he's got two of his sons that are on the Patriot coaching staff that in a magical storybook finish, Belichick would groom one of his kids. Boy, that'd be a tough call, right? Which of your kids are you going to give the call? You got two of them and they both want the job. But one of them becomes the heir to the throne. And then the Belichick coaching legacy goes on for like 70 years. They're side by side. You know, father and and then the son does his thing and all that. But... The, the reality is Bill Belichick does not have hobbies. Am, am I wrong on that? He's, he's all about the football boss. That's what he's about. Uh, there, there's nothing else. I, I know he's into, like, war history because of his military, his father in the military and whatnot. I know that. I get that. But what are his hobbies? I don't know. Maybe he's got a bunch of – maybe he likes to paint. Maybe, maybe he likes to paint. He's like Picasso, Uh, uh, maybe that's the case, right? He likes music. He's a Mozart guy. I mean, he could be. The classics. Or is he more of a new-age hip-hop guy? Belichick. Yeah. Uh, But no, he's like totally consumed with the football life uh, till his last breath on this mortal coil. Now, the the last thing here. Anything else? Yeah, I got one thing. Uh, the, the, The thing that seems cut and dry, it is not it is not outrageous to believe that Robert Kraft, at age 76, likes Tom Brady more than Bill Belichick. Because like, when, when, Robert, when Robert Kraft is going out to Long Island to hang out in the Hamptons during the summer with his heighty tidy rich friends there, and when he's hanging out uh, in the Cape and, and doing his thing there and, and having a wonderful time with the, uh, the upper crust of New England, uh, who who do you want to have you know telling stories? About? You're going to tell stories about Tom Brady, right? You're like, hey, I bet you Brady probably shows up to some of this stuff. I don't think Bill Belichick does. You know, like the social scene in the Hamptons. I don't. know. I'm just saying. Now there's already uh, people poo pooing the part of the story where Tom Brady uh, pushed for Jimmy Garoppolo to be traded. In fact, uh, Tom Brady uh, Tom Brady appears on the radio every week uh, in Boston and. Uh, there's a lot of cryptic messages. you got to, like, listen between the words. But here's what Brady said uh, when he was asked recently about Jimmy Garoppolo. And he, uh, you think he admitted, oh, I don't like this guy? Let's see. It. Let's see. It. Let's flashback. Let's hear.
6: Well, he's done a great job. I mean, you go in there and, you know, get the opportunity to play and win games. That's what we're all here for. So it was good to see and, uh, you know, good for them to be Jacksonville. That certainly helped us. Mm. I'm really happy for Jimmy. And he's worked mm. really hard. Yeah. And uh, it's it shows up when he goes out there and plays really well.
5: That's right, and I'm so happy I got him traded. You should thank me. You should send me a present in the mail because I got him out of here. All right, and the wonderful thing for us, it, for those that are in the speculation, the currency of speculation, Bill Belichick will be asked about this. Uh, and, and I don't know, I don't know if his media availability today because the Patriots. I don't think they get the. Storm and all that, the blizzard that came through. So, I don't think they're practicing today, but at some point, Belichick will be asked about this. He won't address it, or he'll say there's, you know, there's no direct quotes. You know, it's all speculation and all that stuff. And and I've already so, said that. Yeah, because the Patriots don't reveal anything. So, that leaves it to people like us to connect the dots, people like Eddie Garcia to connect the dots. And all, see, the, you got the Patriot haters who are like, I hope this is true. Get,
7: break them all up. The empire is going to end. Well, we all knew at some point this was going to happen. There was going to be an end.
5: Well, you think this is the end, though? You think this story's the end?
7: No, I, I, I don't, don't. and I, I and the thing about this is the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. Look, he's going to be a free agent. <laughs> I mean, well, not really in franchise tag. Him, so you going gonna franchise a backup quarterback. The Patriots are never going to do that. They, they had to they, get rid well, of him. They could have. They had the option. It's unprecedented. I, I would call that now, this is an unprecedented situation. Wouldn't you agree? No, I wouldn't. It happened you know, in San they, Francisco years back they when they had Joe Montana the, they didn't and have Steve the, Young. They didn't have the franchise tag, so it's a different situation. Okay, but they had an aging quarterback who was a Hall of Famer, and at the time, people thought he was the greatest quarterback back that had ever played, and then they had this young guy, and they had to make a decision at some point. Yeah, but there was no franchise tag. I understand that. If, if
5: the that. 49ers had had the franchise tag, it's conceivable they could have used the franchise tag. It didn't exist yes, they, in you, those days. They,
7: the Patriots could have used it. I don't think they would have used it.
5: Yeah. Well, I'm, that's, a, that's a card they had there. Okay. That's they, a card the 49ers didn't have.
7: That's, that's true, but yeah. I'm saying I, I, it would, that would have been an unprecedented move. Has anyone ever franchise tagged a backup quarterback who doesn't play yeah but if you think the guy's great and you got a quarterback is 41 why wouldn't you because he doesn't play and you're gonna you're gonna use a, that so you're gonna spend cares? that much money on a guy who doesn't yes. play what do you mean? who cares it's the most important. the Patriots it's not care my money what do you care it's not your money either we're talking Mr. about Pingshot what the pa- we're talking about what the Patriots yeah. would do not so what, what you and I would do for one year yes for one year they're not yeah. no they're not going to do that but Belichick's not going to do that you don't, Belichick probably would have done that. I, I don't believe he would have done that. <laughs> I think he would have done that. And
5: uh, when, when Montana left the 49ers, wasn't he, th- I think he was like 36 or 37.
7: He wasn't 40 or 41, which is where Brady's going to be. What other comparison can we make in sports right. than that comparison? Where you've got, I, like I said, a, so arguably no, that's, that's the greatest quarterback ever, that goes back and to you're going to get rid of him for another guy that you think is younger See, and can last longer. Early 90s, though. It's a long. Yeah, It's a long time ago. Yeah. That, uh, that comparison's
5: kind of, you know. I'm more what, what's a, what's from, another,
7: what would be a more current comparison? From, from
5: 2000 on. I think the Rams decision with Case Keenum and Jared Goff last ah, year, yes. very similar. Very they similar. They had two championship quarterbacks. Uh-huh. They had to let one go, and the, the Vikings were the benefactor. <laughs> how, could, how
7: could I have forgotten that? Yes. You're, you're right, totally right. Solid
5: move, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. Good football move. Jeff Fisher, he knew he was hoarding quarterbacks. That's what he was doing when he was coaching the Rams last year.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Right, yeah. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
5: And we bring in the coop the loop Justin Coop.
8: Ben, I need you to bust out the patented Maller scale of probability here for a minute. I have it right here. All right, perfect. Yeah. Now it is being reported. uh, Actually, I believe that uh, Giants offensive uh, coordinator Mike Sullivan has been hired by the Broncos.
5: Yeah, congratulations, Coop. Yes, excited about that. As the
8: uh, you know whatever, as the quarterback coach. Now this is leading to further speculation that Eli Manning could follow in the footsteps of his brother and finish his career in Denver. Uh, Yeah, Ben, what do you think uh, the chances
5: that this happens? Well, I'll I'll go twenty five percent. That's not high. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. only going to go twenty. I mean, because you got to think, if Mike Sullivan's smart, he knows that he, Elijah Manning can't play anymore. So why would you bring the guy to Denver, right? I mean, it, it, there's a couple of layers to this. A, you'd like to give John Elway also the benefit of the doubt that he he's not going to touch uh, Manning, the other Manning. Elijah is on his last legs. He has been surrounded with pretty good receivers. Now I know guys got hurt this past year. But this is not a one-year situation. He hasn't been on an island by himself. Manning, the other Manning, was 30th in yards per pass attempt this season. Only Brett Hundley and Joe Flacco were worse. I mean, he had the same numbers as Deshaun Kaiser of the 0-16 Browns, Eli Manning, in that statistical category. And in 2016, when the Giants made the playoffs, the infamous trip to Miami for Odell Beckham on the boat, That year, Elijah Manning was 25th in the NFL, so he's been going the wrong direction in that category. He's an aging quarterback. Don't let a falling star fall on you. And you look around, and there are other possibilities which have higher odds than Denver for Eli Manning. Should Blake Bortles serve dog food this weekend and Buffalo beat Jacksonville Despite Shad Khan publicly endorsing Blake Bortles, I could see a change of heart there uh, and Manning being in the mix because of the Tom Coughlin connection. I've got the Cardinals as the favorite. Of course, that depends on who they hire as the coach, but a good stopgap. I would also look at Buffalo, you know, Tyrod Taylor's stinks, or you know, Cleveland also as a possibility as a one-year situation for Manning. All right, next!
8: All right, now despite the fact that he's led the team to its first playoff appearance in 17 years, Tyrod Taylor's future in Buffalo is anything but certain. Ben, do you think that the Bills need to
5: beat the Jags for Taylor to guarantee coming back? Nothing guaranteed. Even if Buffalo does the unimaginable, the unthinkable, on the road in the playoffs a nine-point dog go and win, outside of a domination situation where Taylor goes for 350 yards and four touchdowns and no interceptions, I still don't think that's enough. Uh, you know, in any other scenario, he's on thin ice. Right? Even if the Bills win, he's going to have to dominate. The, the reasons are obvious. Number one, it is clear that the people in control of the Bills are not Team Tyrod. They're not. They they tried to get rid of him already. The reason Nathan Peterman played was desperation. Taylor's a middle of the road starting quarterback in the NFL. He's a high-level backup. He's a middle-of-the-road starting quarterback. And he's actually, statistically, he's a third-tier quarterback in the NFL in many of the key statistics you look at. And number two, if the Bills can find a better option, then they would absolutely get rid of Taylor. The problem is trying to convince a top-level free agent to come to tropical western New York. It's nobody's first choice. And so that actually works to Taylor's advantage. Kirk Cousins is not walking through that door. The Bills can always draft somebody, but no, a playoff win does not guarantee he's coming back. Next, there's some speculation by at least one DC Sports
8: writer that the Nationals may try and use blood to keep Bryce Harper around. Are really? they going to kill him? No. Okay. Uh Bryce's older brother Brian is a pitcher in the Nats minor league system and it is thought that he could be called up sometime next season. Now, some think that the appeal of playing with his brother could keep Bryce around. What do you think, Ben?
5: Yeah, I'm not buying that. I've heard this talk. I, I, those are spins uh, by people who are trying to be a positive for the Nationals, uh, toadies in the Washington media. Uh, it's not going to happen. Bryce Harper is not married to the Nationals. We've been saying it for years. Uh, y- you look at his situation. He, I know he's hypnotized baseball executives and all that. He's going to get a $400-plus plus contract. He is a baseball mercenary. He is not going to settle for a dime less, and he's got his own Ponzi scheme going on, Bryce Harper. So, no, he's, unless the Nationals give him the most money available, he is not going to stay there. Bryce Harper has enough muscle. He goes anywhere. Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, whoever he ends up with, Giants, Rangers, he can strong-arm that team to bring his brother in. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. How do I do Quickly! No, I pass. That's a win for me. I won. You I won. I won the win. game. I'm a you lose.
4: I'm a winner. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Yeah, we'll get back to the NFL in, in a minute, but there's a story so good, so marvelous, so wonderful, I can't pass it up. Uh, I cannot do it. Uh, and it involves... Celtic on Celtic crime is what it involves here. Paul Pierce has put his foot down; he has had enough. Uh, now, if you've not been following this, maybe just turn the radio on here, and you're kind of out of loop, as they say. We we have uh, a one Celtic legend versus a uh, kind of a pass through, not really a Celtic legend, Isaiah Thomas, but Paul Pierce, who's attempting to do television and not doing very well. Uh, but Paul Pierce says Isaiah Thomas. Missed his opportunity for a Celtic video tribute and does not, does not want to see any IT Isaiah Thomas highlights when they have the Jersey retirement coming up next month uh, in Boston. So uh, speaking on that television show, Pierce said that he'd rather not look up at the Jumbotron and see Isaiah highlights during his night, right? So I wanted to talk about this now. Is this fair or unfair of Paul Pierce demanding 110% attention? Well, the answer is it's fake. On the surface, you'd say, well, it's completely fair, right? It's completely fair. Why not? He was the better Celtic. Uh, But it's it's also fake, and I'll get to that in in a minute. But my viewpoint on this, this part of it, you've got pettiness, a missed opportunity, and the Kobe package. Bind all this together. Now, the first of all, I am burned out on these celebrations. I have, I have, listen, I know I'm the get off my lawn guy. I don't like him. And this is a modern thing. This is a modern, you know, back in the olden days, they didn't do this kind of stuff. These are marketing things. Uh, I've had enough. The hero worship syndrome has gone overboard. Bah, humbug. Uh, And and listen, I've been doing a lot of radio lately in Boston, but the Boston teams, do this more than anybody. I mean, they, they love it. They lay it on thick. Paul Pierce and Isaiah Thomas are are both practicing pettiness. I, it's just kiss my tuckus, Kiss my ass. I played basketball. I wore shorts and sneakers and played basketball. Look how great I am. Enough. I, I, Thomas had his night on Wednesday. He effed up. He screwed up. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas dropped the ball. He got a standing ovation, but this Dopey video tribute. That was an opportunity. It was a missed opportunity for Thomas. You don't get to pick, and this is an important lesson. I feel like things have been shifted around. In life, you don't get to pick your your scenario. Like you're you you're told certain situations here. You, you don't get to pick when you're honored. If if someone's nice enough to honor you, then you go along with the flow. Uh, and this is the textbook definition of unreasonable expectations uh, and, and you're you're expecting especially favorable treatment and, and thomas he got like i said he got his ovation uh the other night now eh, eh, shut up go on your way uh you're good they still love you great you love them hug it out move on uh now secondly Paul Pierce sounds like a prima donna. And the, the, the second part is I, I mentioned the word fake we'll get to that in a moment but Paul Pierce sounds like a prima donna. He he's like a reality show diva. Or you know what this is the, the better analogy is um, like a, a a pregnant woman planning a baby shower, right? Or or a, a woman engaged planning a wedding. Right? You know like it's like no, it's my night. I'm going to pick what everyone wears and I'm going to I want I want the napkins folded I mean just stop. Who cares? You're going to remember the napkins at a, a baby shower or a wedding? No, no one's going to remember that crap. Stop. Uh, and in this case, you know, in, in the big pictures, like, would it really matter if they spent three minutes showing a video of Isaiah Thomas and the, would, would the cosmos change? No. And then Paul Pierce wanted, he said this, he wants the Kobe package. He said that. He said he wants the Kobe. I'm not kidding. Uh, now, Paul said he was at Kobe Bryant's retirement the Jersey retirement, uh, the other, last month, the end of last month. And he said he liked how the, the Lakers celebrated Kobe throughout the game with timeout video vignettes. See, this is where me and Paul Pierce are different. See, where I am, this was nauseating. Paul Pierce is like, yeah, I, the Celtics should do that. Like, Come on, I'm I'm the Celtics version of Kobe Bryant. Come on. Does that mean, now the Kobe package... Does that mean that you're going to have to get Pierce land? Didn't they have Kobe land? Can you have like Pierce village outside the, the garden in Boston? You can do that. And, and will the Boston sports fan be like the Laker fan, be a sucker at those pop-up stores? You know, the Lakers were able to extort over $800,000 in merchandise sales, Kobe merchandise, knickknacks from from people one night, one night. Now, The final word here, the word is fake, all right? Now, the reason I'm saying this is fake, this Paul Pierce story is fake, even though I've just spent the better part of a monologue talking about it. Do we have the audio on this? All right, so we're going to play the audio. Now, Paul Pierce, as I said, he did say this on television Uh, on Thursday. Paul Pierce said that he did not want to see a Isaiah Thomas video tribute. He didn't want to see any Isaiah highlights. You know what Paul Pierce said the night before, do you know what Paul Pierce said the night before? We have the audio. This is from the Entertainment and Sports Network. Listen to Paul Pierce because it's a slightly different scenario, the uh,
7: explanation than he said the following day. So back to back, the Cavs got a chance to get a taste of what it's going like to be like with IT out there, and they're going to bring them along slowly. The key is just being ready for playoff time, and that's yeah. when they'll need them most. We're building up to a Plus, crescendo.
0: your jersey
5: retirement's uh, after we go. the Here game, we go.
7: right? Yeah, I'm after the game, yeah, so it won't take guess. nothing. I, I'll be excited to check IT out. It's like a three-hour ceremony after the game? Three, four hours probably? No, I'll keep it short. <laughs> two and a half. Three half. years, couple of all-star <laughs> yeah. games. he's appetizer. You're the hall of fame. You're the main course and the dessert. give him some love. we are give him a matinee. You get IT at halftime.
5: Who cares about the small He Did he not? Maybe my maybe my ears are, are uh, maybe my ears are are messed up. Maybe that's it. Maybe that I, I don't. But didn't he say? I believe he did say, uh, "I'm okay." He said, "Well, he was okay with it, right?" Did it? Am I not? Am I hearing? I heard that, right? All right. So what happened? The reason I said fake, you heard the audio there. What happened here is Paul Pierce needed to make a television show. He had to get television content. And so they made a story, and uh, voila, abracadabra, hocus pocus, you got an instant made story. All right, now meanwhile, there was a a couple of NBA games on Thursday night. The Warriors and Rockets, which would have been a big deal if James Harden and Kevin Durant had played. They didn't. Uh, The Warriors won that game in Houston. Uh, The the Clippers lost to Oklahoma City. Devastating loss uh, for the Clippers. Uh, A setback uh, for them. But it's what happened after the game uh, that I, w- I want to focus in on because you had the post-game interview, Carmelo Anthony, doing his post-game uh, interview. This is just marvelous. I hope you, uh, if you've not heard this, it's just great. Uh, and there's very rare. it's very rare that I would feature a Carmelo Anthony post-game interview. Uh, but this is worth it. So the thunder of just beating the Clippers. This is on the local Fox affiliate in Oklahoma City they're interviewing their their hero their guy right the great Carmelo Anthony on a live uh, t- cable television and Russell Westbrook walks over and pours some water on the head of Carmelo Anthony and listen to Carmelo very classy very professional as he handles this uh,
7: I think we had to figure out exactly what they was doing <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah, now the audio we play there's not it's not the greatest audio but uh Carmelo uh there was an M and an F words that started with M and F. Uh that Carmelo Anthony, my friend? Yes. Yes, he said my friend. Is what he said. That's exactly that's exactly <laughs> <right>. Yes. <laughs> it's just it's just just marvelous. It's just absolutely marvelous. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie
7: Garcia, he's uh, right over there. Right there. Now, Ben, do we have a uh, do we have a, a Nashville Danny update? What's well, the latest? We, uh... we
5: we do, and I. Uh, I am I'm upset with my mom, may she rest in peace, because my uh, mom I, yes. yeah, because we all have guilty
6: consciences. Yeah, my
5: mom raised me to feel bad about certain things. and I was being a douche to Danny. He's a douche also, but I I was being a douche to him. So, I <laughs> I went outside. Now, if you don't if you're just turning on the radio, we have a P1 Nashville Danny who is uh, was visiting Los Angeles and no one invited him to the studio. He invited himself. And he spent approximately three hours outside outside our studio, ah! <laughs> and, uh, and and uh, and closed all the blinds so he couldn't look in. Uh, earlier, he ran by and gave the double bird, uh, double bird salute to me to Koopa Loop. and so. But then I went out to see if he was still there. About an hour into the show, and I, I yelled his name. I saw this this creepy figure out to the side. And I, I yelled his name, and he ran over. And then my response, I said two words to him, not the same two words Carmelo Anthony used. <laughs> my friend, uh, yeah, but uh, it was something involving food because the rule, as you said, Eddie, the rule of uh, the entrance, the it's like a speakeasy around here, and the way to get in, the password to get in the speakeasy, is
7: is delicious food. Yeah, and yeah. he and he knew about that. Exactly. He even asked us what we wanted from yeah. our favorite uh, late night restaurant, yeah exactly. yeah,
5: exactly, and so. So then there was like negotiation. He was bitching on social media. We were going back and forth. Danny was like, "Well, there's a Mickey D's down the street. Yeah. Go down there. Donald Trump yeah, eats well, there. It's not bad." Go we're ahead. not picky.
7: Yeah, long- I, I am picky. Sorry, I, well, I'm not. You
6: know. Well, I mean, if it's some delicious food, Eddie, it doesn't have to be eighty dollars worth of delicious food.
7: Yeah, we're good
5: for you know, you get a lot of food for, for Tw- twenty bucks, 15, 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, so he apparently he walked to the. Uh, the, the Mickey D's down the street. But you have to have a car. And he's been Ubering around Nashville, Danny, so he didn't have a car. But he could have Ubered through the drive-thru. Exactly. It would cost him 3 bucks. would cost him $3. Uh, problem solved. <laughs> so so anyway, the reason I'm upset with my mom, uh, may she rest in peace, is because I felt like I felt guilty. I was like, this guy's a big fan of the show. And, uh, yeah, he's a douche. But he's a big fan of the show. And he came out here. He spent three hours on, a, on a, you know, a night when he could be doing something else in, in a city with a lot of nightlife, L.A., and he's hanging out outside a radio station waiting to meet us, and so I, <laughs> I went
6: outside. <laughs> yeah, but if he doesn't want to spend money at Fat Cells, he's not going to go out and enjoy nightlife that's in a, L.A. That's a good
5: point. He'll go down to a Skid Row and see what they're serving <laughs> up at the shelter. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, he, uh, he seemed like a nice guy. I went out and said... Said hi to him and I,
6: I took a photo and he's such a he's you know what he's he a, is he's a mysterious man he, he's
5: just like he reminds me of a young Pete in Pittsburgh because I met Pete in Pittsburgh uh, years ago uh, one of the legendary callers one of Howard Stern's whack packers who he doesn't call anymore because he's got issues uh, but I met Pete in Pittsburgh like one in the morning at the steel district where, right next to where uh, Todd Haley got his ass kicked in a, a bar fight uh, at Pramani Brothers and. I took some pictures with Pete in Pittsburgh, and Pete would not take any pictures unless he had a paper bag on his head, because people were out to get him. And that was like back in the MySpace days. So anyway, I took this picture with Nashville Danny, and he he put the twi- he put the picture out there, but then he covered his face, so you can't see what he looks like.
7: What the hell? Right? A little weird. Is he wanted by the law? I don't know. I I'm I, looking at it right now. That is really. Wh- <laughs> so What's look. the point of taking a picture with a
6: famous person if you're not going to include yourself in the picture? Well, this is nothing new because some of his other tweets to the show where he's showing something he's doing, he's cut off his face in those photos as well. So he, I think he's trying to be a mysterious man of, you know. He didn't do a good job really covering
5: his face, by the way. He kind of yeah. what he what he looks like. It's like those memes going around. Uh, have you seen – this happens every once in a while. They, they, uh, they cover the person's face – and then on the next scene, the person that the, the face they covered is, is sitting like behind the, the other person. So you can see their face. And you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the, uh, the TV. You have no idea. Uh, I'm, I'm not explaining it right. But I, like they'll interview somebody and, you know, someone that they don't want to reveal their identity. So they'll, they'll block off their face and then they'll interview somebody else. And, and then that person, they won't block off the face. And then sitting behind that person is the person that, you know, because of their clothing, that they were in the other camera shot. And they, you know what I mean? Again, I'm not explaining it well. What the hell do you want from me?
6: All right. I'll try again later. Bottom line is, he should have covered his face with two big McDonald's milkshakes
5: in that photo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or a big, giant, super sized french fry.
6: Yeah, right? or a big pizza box. Oh,
5: nice. A pizza. You could have done the pizza. Yeah, that's good. He could have paid right for right the there. pizza delivery. Two pies, 20 bucks. We're all good. We're happy, right? Bad job by you. Uh, Dustin uh, writes, uh, did Dustin not listen? He says it's 100% fair. Why should Paul Pierce, who spent most of his career, won a championship there, have to watch a tribute video uh, for someone that was there for a cup of coffee? But, Dustin, the only reason Pierce is taking this position is because he was trying to feed content for a TV show. The night before, he had a totally a 180-degree – Position the opposite direction.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Plenty of- <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Lame Week. Lame Week, who? It's Big Ben's lame joke of the week.
5: All right, here we go. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week each and every week at about this time. The best singers, the best one-liners sent in by you, and we thank all you guys. Now I was away for the last couple of weeks. We haven't done lame jokes, and uh, the the email mob, you guys have been very good, and you sent a bunch of jokes in. Uh, thank you. If you didn't get your joke read on the air tonight, uh, if you don't get your joke read on the air, then try again next week. The the way to send jokes in for me, uh, the ones I go through is it's Big Ben uh, or yeah Ben Maller show. There it is, Ben Maller show. Give the right email, stupid. Ben Maller show at Gmail. All right? Very simple. And uh, put jokes in the headline. We'll go through it. Okay? Understand? All right, so uh, let's do this. Now, I'll read the joke. I'll bounce it off Eddie. He's the punchline assassin, although he's got some some mucus in his nose, so he probably won't be a punchline assassin today. I'll give the punchline. Danny G will play this if it's funny. (laughs) He'll play this if it's not funny. If it could go either way, you'll hear this. That's a plump pussy right there. <laughs> oh, may you may you rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah, legend. That is a legend right there, Mr. Enberg. Boy, was he great in his day. All right, and Koopa Loops got his offensive jokes of the week. Uh, our leadoff hitter has no phone tonight, so we will not hear from our leadoff hitter. He's he's on an island, uh, so we'll have to wait for him to our, our dancing man to come back. Uh, I have my own personal laugh. Is my laugh track there? Uh, Hello?
6: Uh, Make me laugh. All
5: right. All right. We'll see if we can make you laugh. Uh, Here we go. Why did Frosty the Snowman file for divorce?
7: I don't know, Ben. Why did Frosty file for divorce? His wife was a snowflake. I
5: don't like it. I don't like it. All right. Shut up. Blow him up. Uh, The guy from Beaver Dam sent that one in. All right, a lot of snow jokes because of what happened on the East Coast today or yesterday. Uh, what do you call a storm that puts the fear of Danny G's nuclear button into Weedman Hippie?
7: Uh, I don't know, Ben. What do you call that? A bomb cyclone. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> hey Boston, how's the Oh, uh, Shut up! All right. Uh, what do you What do you say to a stressed snowman? A stressed snowman. What yeah. do you say to him, Ben? Uh, chill out. Yeah, chill out. That's for you. That's. Uh, that was Tevin in Houston. Kurt from Earth sent that last one. Uh, what's what's a snowman's favorite
7: drink? Snowman. I feel like Wrong Button drink. Bob has yeah. inspired
5: these. Uh, I don't snowman? know. I
7: don't know what's a snowman's favorite drink.
5: Iced tea. That's a plump pussy right there. That's also from Tevin. All right. Uh, why did the uh, Why did the uh, cop stop chasing the suspect?
7: Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why did he stop chasing the suspect? He pulled a hammy. Ooh.
5: Was supposed to say coop, but it said copy. That's from Just Josh. We sent that one in. All right, here's another one. This'll, this one will be good. This will make everyone laugh. What separates Howie Long from Jimmy Johnson on the Fox NFL Sunday huh. pregame
7: show? Uh, I don't know, man. What separates Howie Long from Jimmy Johnson? A giant gap.
5: That was from Just Josh. You, said... right. you said that was going to be funny. Well, yeah. Well, you guys don't watch the NFL on Fox pregame show. If you did, you'd know, well, you'd know why that was funny. It's a bad job by you. You want a John Wayne joke? Not really. Turnpike Bob sent a John Wayne joke in from Ohio. You don't want that? All right, we'll move on. Uh, fire, this is from Dick in Madison, uh, fi- not in Dayton. Uh, fire broke out at Hillary Clinton's New York home this weekend. Oh, is that right? I didn't know yeah, that. Apparently, Bill was playing with cigars again.
3: Arf, 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 you know?
5: Weed Man, help me. Is he back? We, oh, ding, uh, ding,
6: ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> what, what,
5: what, what are you saying? <laughs> All right. Uh, researchers found two major security flaws in the world's computers, Eddie. Oh, that's not good news. Yeah. Hugh Jackson wish he had such uh, such small problems. From oh Dale. Oh, my gosh. Dale in Columbus, huh? Well, Eddie, it's two two weeks apparently. Is uh, The uh, the joke writing's gone in the toilet. Coop, you got anything, Coop, to start off here? Save us, Coop. I don't. I'm
6: sorry. Oh, really? Well, is that? All oh, right. Man. Well, we, uh, we haven't done our playoff pick-em yet. Well, we can do well, I got more jokes. I got a few more jokes. You got any Bartolo jokes. Cologne jokes? I got those, yeah. Those
7: are always uh, good.
5: How will the Ben Maller show honor Bartolo Cologne when he finally passes oh. away?
7: Oh, that's a terrible thought, but how would we honor uh, Bartolo? We'll have a 21 cinnamon bun there you, there you go. Yeah. That's, a, uh, that's from Kurt from Earth. Uh, what
5: country's capital is growing faster than any other? Uh, I don't know, Ben. What country's capital is growing faster than any other? Ireland. It's Dublin every year. It's, uh, from Terry, uh, who's, I believe, just north of Medford. Just north of Medford. Uh, we'll just do a few more here. Uh, how do you double the value of
7: coop a car? Oh, uh, This sounds interesting. How do you double the value of Coop's car?
5: Fill it with premium gas. That's, uh, yeah. okay, that's, uh, that's how you do it. Uh, new study New study finds people who use foul language are the most honest, Eddie. Is that right? Yeah, President Trump said this study's effing great. From, uh, Mickey, Mickey and Fremont sent that one in. Uh, in Nantucket, surfers are writing Slurpee Waves. Have you seen this? It's this an amazing uh, video. On I, this, I have uh, not seen this. It's also known as Bartolo Colon's Childhood Dream. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, uh, That was from Kay in uh, Connecticut. Uh, Washington, the state of Washington, suing Motel 6 over giving ICE info on 9,000 guests, Eddie.
7: Oh, really? Yeah. ICE info? Okay. Yeah.
5: Uh, Motel 6 said it's fake news. They said their ice machines never work. It's uh, from, from Dave in Maine. How do you call, uh, w- what do you call a horny coupe de loop? Oh, boy. A horny coupe de loop. I don't know. What do you call that? Some lawn in Stillwater. A weed whacker. That's uh, right there. That's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, the last one. Uh, here we go. What's the difference between Eddie Garcia and Whitney Houston? Oh boy, I don't know. Uh I'm alive? Uh Whitney Houston never complained about doing four lines. Uh, there oh. it is. That's uh, Gordon <laughs> oh. <in> Tacoma. Gordon <laughs> Tacoma oh. set that one in. Uh, there you go. Big bench lame jokes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All
5: right, thank you for that. There you go. <laughs> we'll have we'll have the NFL uh NFL wild card them. We time shifted it just for you to hear it. That's why we did that. Uh, We'll get to that, and we
4: will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Right now, it's the Coop Scoop on entertainment, the coop Justin
8: Cooper. All right, Ben, now, before I talk about what's going to be premiering this week, I want to go on a, a tiny little rant here. Go ahead, Coop. Now, last week I talked about uh, there was two new Netflix stand-up specials, new Dave Chappelle stand-up specials that premiered on New Year's Eve. I watched these two specials. They were they were pretty funny. Um, I, I like Dave Chappelle a lot. I think he's great. Now, I've been seeing a lot of reviews lately and a lot of uh, backlash on the specials. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, you know, Dave Chappelle's funny still. He's still got it, but he's out of touch." That's one of the the you know article titles I, I saw. And then there's a lot of social media backlash because he made a lot of uh, he made a lot of transgender jokes during the specials. Yeah, but it must suck to be a
5: comedian these days. You
8: can't do anything. That's Everybody's, what I'm saying. Look, right? if you're offended by comedy, don't watch the comedy special. Oh. You know, it's on demand on Netflix, so that means
5: you can hit off and I, not watching. I got to tell you, Coop, uh if Louis CK came back, I'd go watch. I'm not going to lie. He's a funny man. I would and, watch. And he he uh, he actually made would, some Louis
8: CK jokes in the in the yeah, second uh in the I, second stand-up I, special. I would. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's Look, if any good, you know, comedy Coop, stand-up, Coop, there's going to be somebody these, that's
5: offe- uh, This offended. is your generation, Coop, though. These are, this is the millennial outrage, man. These are your guys. You got to tell you My are, generation This is your generation, it's the, it's man. The generation my app, generation I had all these jokes. We
8: loved it, man. No, you don't agree. I I mean, look. I think it's I think it's the the very next one. Like it's close to my generation. What's the generation but, behind you? I, I mean, I don't know. It's technically I the same. Behind, gen- no, you're It's yeah. technically the same generation. But yeah. people my age aren't like this. It's it's the it's the ones that are like the the, the people they, they, that are twenty twenty one now.
5: Yeah, I'm close to thirty. All I don't right. Know they have enough juice though. The people twenty twenty one. They don't have enough juice. It, it's just it's it's ridiculous. People I mean, around your age, you start getting juice when you're around thirty.
8: Stop being so sensitive. It's it's I comedy. Agree. Listen, it's I comedy. completely
5: agree. Just like what you said yesterday, I laughed at it. And other people were offended. I thought it was funny. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now uh,
8: premiering today on Netflix. Uh, this is something Netflix has been doing a lot of lately: um, buying the rights to uh, international series that they think are great, and then and then taking it over. And so this is another one. It's called the End of the Effing World. It's a it's a comedy drama. It's getting good reviews. It's a British series. Uh, it follows a teen couple on a road trip, but the catch is that the guy is a bit of a psychopath and he intends to kill the girl at the conclusion of their journey. That's so a it's a dark comedy, and uh, all eight episodes stream today on Netflix. There's also a documentary that premieres today, Ben. Yeah, it, it's called Rotten. And uh, it's a series that focuses on cases of dishonesty and danger in the growing global food industry. Oh, sounds great. Yes. I I got
5: a five-star Maller recommendation, Coop. You ready for that right now? sure. Go for it. All right, now this, I'm going to say if you're in your 30s or 40s, but I think this applies to anybody. All right, go to Netflix. Have you seen this? It's "Toys That Made Us." Have you seen oh, this? I, I watched the first episode, the Star already. Wars yeah. one. Oh my god, it was great! <laughs> I want to watch it again. It was my childhood, Coop. Yeah, my mom, good. Uh, she uh, she got us all those to- all these Star Wars. It was well done. I I What's love the name it. of it again. It's Eddie. It's on Netflix. It's called "The Toys That Made Us" season one, episode one. It's about Star Wars. Oh, I'm, I'm watching it. It, it is. I'm telling you, Eddie. Did, were you upset when did you did you get the the Boba Fett blaster and and not have the the rocket? <laughs> no, I. But I had those. They they talked about the miniature Star Wars toys, which didn't sell. I had all of them. But now thinking back, I think my mom probably bought them at the discount bin, and that's why I got them all because <laughs> no one else bought them. I didn't know when I was a kid though, because I thought they were really cool, and I was like, wow, I got Star Wars toys. That's awesome. But I had all of that. I mean, it was great. So seriously. I'm telling you, I know we do sports here and all that. We're we're real masculine, but uh but Star Wars is everyone loves Star Wars. I think. I don't know. Uh check it out. Danny, yeah. you too. Do you got to watch that, Danny? Yeah. That's your, I wrote it down. This week, uh, so anyway.
8: Anyway, we're limited for time, so uh, that's coop-coop
5: under. All right, thank you for that coopaloop. Uh there you go. I I don't know if I should watch the second episode cuz it's about Barbie. So I probably, probably want to skip that one. <laughs> I can skip over that one. I don't have a lot of memories as a kid with Barbie dolls, but maybe, you know, I
2: don't know. And we're going to be
0: right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.